Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, the mystic poetry and teachings of Swamiji Maharaj of Agra, also known as Seth Shivdayal Singh, and his guru name was Sant Radhaswami Sahib. But first, a little context, going back a few more centuries, earlier in Indian history. Kabir is believed in India by various followers of Kabir Panth's, the paths of Kabir, the Darya Panth, also Sant Mod and various Radhaswami lineages, to be a kind of guru of the gurus. Kabir is seen as an Adi guru, a lineage founding master that incarnated during each of the yogas of time, the vast epochs of the ages, to liberate souls here in the material realm, very much like bodhisattvas of compassion in Buddhism. The Darya Sahib group, based in Bihar district, India, is related to the Dharamdas Kabir Panth, and has that same view. In addition, they believe that Darya Sahib of Bihar, their great saint, was another incarnation of Kabir during the present Kali Yuga age, apparently a high-maintenance Yuga age, requiring Kabir to come back a second time thus far. Maybe he's due to come back again in the not-too-distant future. Kali Yuga is this vast age that began around the time of Krishna and the Mahabharata War, lasting 430 million years. So rather than being a new age, it's still early yet in this vast time period known as Kali Yuga. The followers of Darya Sahib of Bihar in the Darya Panth quote Darya Sahib as saying that whenever the spiritual path dries up and inner experiences are no longer had in meditation, when Shabd Yoga is no longer being taught and everything is headed south, as it were, he will come back again and reboot the path once more on planet Earth. So Kabir, and also Kabir in the form of Darya Sahib, keep coming back to the world to reboot the spiritual path every now and then, to keep things going, to bring enlightenment and liberation to souls living in the world. And when the path all dries up and dies off, their job is to reincarnate again for the purpose of starting it all over again, appointing spiritual successors who were worthy disciples to carry on after them for many more generations. And this is how it's always been. This is how spirituality is kept alive on planet Earth. Historically, this stance about masters having to reincarnate and reboot the path again is a kind of criticism leveled against the earlier paths. 
criticisms leveled against Kabir Ponths and other earlier Ponths. Traditionally, there have been two initiations in the Sant movement. The first initiation, or instructions about meditation practice, is about Simran, or how to repeat sacred names and also practice the yoga of light or inner seeing. The second initiation is about the yoga of sound or transcendental hearing. If and when people get established in the light, then and only then they progress on to the sound. They ask for the second initiation into Shab yoga or the yoga of sound. If hardly anyone is seeing light anymore, then they don't progress on to the sound initiation and eventually hardly anyone has been initiated into the sound. Then the sound initiation starts to no longer be a thing anymore. In the Dadu Pant, for instance, they no longer have a second initiation. They no longer have an initiation into Shabd Yoga or inner sound. I know of a fairly obscure or rare Radhaswami group that has recently undergone that same process of spiritual forgetfulness, and they no longer get to the sound anymore. And an offshoot from them, another branch of that particular rare path, an even more obscure path, no longer talks about the sound at all. It's not even in their literature, even as empty rhetoric. It's gone. It's forgotten. Spiritual forgetfulness. A veil of forgetfulness settles over. The light has gone out. The embers cool. Thus the rise of the Kabirs, of the Darya Sahibs, of the Sant Tulsi Sahibs, and the rise of the Shiv Dayal Singhs, to come once again as spiritual iconoclasts to renew the spiritual path on planet Earth during this age of Kali Yuga. Gnostic or mystical paths reproduce very much like plants in the plant kingdom. At first there are green shoots and blossoming flowers. Eventually seeds float off, plants wither and die, but not before reproducing. And someplace else a seed takes off and a flower blooms. And thus for another epoch of time, life carries on. Mystical paths are like that. They go through all of the same stages of death and rebirth. A young path, a middle-aged path, an elderly path. The light that was burning bright eventually fades to cooling embers and cold ashes eventually. But the light is carrying on someplace else. Crisis and renewal, death and rebirth, that's how mystical paths have always reproduced themselves on planet Earth, very much like the plant kingdom does.
some mystic verses from Swamiji Maharaj's Sarvachan Radhaswami poetry. It does not matter if your bhakti is imperfect. Perform bhakti. Radhaswami graciously declares that you should perform bhakti in whichever way you can. Here Swamiji is using the word bhakti to refer to the spiritual path along with, it, with its meditation practices. Bhakti is an Indian word for love and devotion. And with that comes meditation practice. He is saying that be courageous. Whether you're all alone and have no support from family and friends, if they don't understand your interest in being vegetarian or vegan and practicing meditation and following these teachings, so be it. Be without fear, live your truth, carry on all the same, be brave, follow bhakti, and even if you aren't very good at it, keep at it, perform bhakti in whichever way you can. Swamiji says, give up the sense of prestige of the world, banish fear and regard for caste and color. Fear not foe or friend, forsake fear of parents, heed what I say, perform bhakti, do not be afraid of wife and children, of brothers and nephews, of mother-in-law and father-in-law, daughter-in-law and son-in-law, cast off fear of your friends and acquaintances. Heed what I say, perform bhakti. Have no fear of kith and kin. Engage in bhakti. When you have resolved to apply yourself to bhakti, have no fear. You should perform bhakti. Should you fear those who are unaware of the secrets of the spiritual path? Perform bhakti. Let your mind be free from fear of all people. Listen to me, perform bhakti. An anchorite of one sect feels ashamed of that of another. They should perform bhakti. So long as you are not free from fear of all, you remain imperfect, so perform bhakti. Honor, dishonor, whatever befalls you, consider such to be the divine will and keep on performing bhakti. Derive strength from the master to face all sorts of situations. I tell you, my dear, perform bhakti. Nobody can cause you any harm. Why do you fear? Perform bhakti. Nothing happens without the divine will or maj, the divine plan of the master. I tell you, my dear, Perform bhakti. You are imperfect in your bhakti. That is why you falter. What more am I to tell you? Go on performing bhakti. Slowly and gradually, 
you will gain stability. There is no other remedy but to perform bhakti. One day your imperfect bhakti will become perfect. Give up hypocrisy, perform bhakti. Insincere and hypocritical bhakti will be of no avail. It does not matter if your bhakti is imperfect. Perform bhakti. Radhaswami graciously declares that you should perform bhakti in whichever way you can. O Radhaswami, O Lord of the soul, I beseech thee with folded hands to hear my prayer. Thou art Sat Purush, the true original Supreme Being and Sat Guru. Thou art the parent of all the souls or jivas. Be gracious enough to make me thine own and extricate me from the snares of Kal Naringen, the negative power. Sat Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwapar Yuga have all passed. None knew about the path of the inner sound, the Shabd. In Kali Yuga, the Lord has taken mercy on souls and has openly given out the secrets of Shabd. He has incarnated himself here for effecting liberation of souls. He takes them across the ocean of worldly existence, the ocean of samsara, Releasing me from the thraldom of the three worlds, he has granted me abode in the fourth realm, beyond Pinda, Ananda, and Brahmananda. Now I realize the status of Satnam and Satguru, the true name and the true master, above physical, astral, and causal realms. The first stage is illumined by the light, the jyoti, the flame. The second stage is gagan, the mystic sky. Beyond is the third stage, where the moon is visible. Beyond the three worlds, beyond Trikuti, the void and the great void is the throne with the umbrella of the sovereign in the region of the white resplendent light and incessant anhad shabd, the unstruck melody. It is to this sovereign that I address my prayer. May I be the recipient of happiness here and hereafter. O Lord, grant me abode in thy holy feet. prominent disciples of Swamiji Maharaj, both men and women, humbly requested him to explain his teachings in their own language and easy terms. The result that was about three years before leaving the world, Swamiji dictated the poems called Sarbachan, Radhaswami Poetry. 
The spiritual classics Sarbachan Radhaswami Poetry, Volumes 1 and 2, and Sarbachan Radhaswami Prose by Swamiji Maharaj are very complex books, even in Hindi. And all the more so if uh, all, all the more so if the attempt is made to translate them into English. It took years for English translations to finally appear, especially of the poetry. Swamiji himself says, How shall I openly speak of its process, the process of creation in the physical plane, the material universes, and the astral dimensions, and Brahmanand, the universal mind realms? This best remains confidential, for none can comprehend its secrets and idioms, which I will have to employ to reveal them." Unquote. Swamiji's mystic verses are quite intricate with layers of meaning and contain countless terms for various heavenly regions, states of consciousness, visionary and auditory experiences he encountered as he was in communion with his beloved Radhaswami, the Lord of the Soul. The Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry is a most otherworldly heavenly document based upon Swamiji's own inner travels for the most part, attainments and spiritual realizations. For about 15 years, Swamiji Maharaj used to shut himself up in a room which is within another room, a meditation room within a room of his home in Agra, a meditation chamber. He was all the time absorbed in the bliss of Surat Shabd Yoga. After this period of deep exploration of the inner regions or heavenly realms and union with his beloved Radhaswami in the highest spiritual plane, Swamiji emerged and began his mission of public satsang or spiritual gatherings and teaching people, initiating them into meditation practice. His writings are very otherworldly. He is considered to be one of the greatest mystics in the history of India, an incarnation of the Lord of the Soul from the Eighth Plane, far above and beyond, the revelation of the unknown God, a very powerful soul indeed. In January of 1861, Swamiji started publicly explaining the methods of the saints, or Santmant, to a few people who gathered at his home in Agra. This satsang meetup continued for nearly 17 years, during which period about 4,000 persons, men and women, Hindus, Muslims, Jains, and a few Christians were initiated by him into the path of the saints or Radhaswami Mat, the path of the Supreme Being. Most of these were householders, but some, about 300, were sadhus, essentially monks, if you will. Swamiji even makes use of some Persian and Sufi mystical terminology at times in his poetry, and composed some ghazals in Persian. It's a very deep and beautiful book, very much in the spirit of Rumi. Rumi is the only mystic quoted in the Sarbachan by Swamiji. He has that lover of the beloved spirit of devotion of Rumi, but the otherworldly technicalness 
of heavenly realms, technical details to the point where you need to have a glossary of the Radhaswami faith in hand as you read the Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry. More about the teachings of Swamiji Maharaj, Shiv Dayal Singh of Agra, India, the great saint of Agra, after these messages. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more coming up. to Spiritual Awakening Radio. Spiritual paths go through stages of crisis and renewal, of death and rebirth. Sometimes the flame burns brightly, but sooner or later it will burn out. But a new flame or other flames will appear elsewhere and thus things promulgate for another generation. I am reminded of that movie Awakenings with Robin Williams. A miracle drug reverses Alzheimer's and patients that were in a comatose state awaken and have a brightness in their eyes and they're back. But sometimes that miracle medication wears off and uh, back to the world of Alzheimer's and they go back to that semi-conscious state once again. When the spiritual path goes into that state of forgetfulness and loses its own self in the teachings of the saints of India, what happens is a master will come again and reboot the path. Earlier I mentioned the name Sandarya Sahib of Bihar as a reincarnation of Kabir during this Kali Yuga age. This is triggered when the discipline of the sound current gets lost in a spiritual movement or culture. I explain this to you, says Darya Sahib of Bihar. As long as the discipline of the sound current is preserved unadulterated, the line of succession will truly continue. But when it is mixed with outer rituals and the display of external garbs or appearances, my sound current will part company, my divine essence will depart and the souls will go into the mouth of Kal. Then I shall come to this world, and I shall proclaim the teaching of the sound current again 
proclaiming the teaching, I shall found this line of succession. And emancipating the souls, I shall take them to my abode. For eons I have been coming and imparting the teaching of the true sound current, says Darya Sahib of Bihar. Kabir or Darya Kabir is the reincarnating master like the bodhisattva of compassion that keeps coming again and again to reboot the spiritual path the mystical path in the world that expression mouth of call going into the mouth of call that's a that's an indian expression if one does not see the light or hear the sound there is the danger of going into the mouth of call or the negative power the lord of death the Lord of Illusion, the Lord of Time. Maya, or illusion, gets the upper hand when falls into illusion. The physical plane is described as the realm of illusion, or Maya, and it is the job of the living master to liberate souls from the illusion, the illusion of Kal Naringen, the Lord of Time, Death, and illusion. This is from Seth Shivdayal Singh, also known as Sant Radhaswami Sahib, Swamiji Maharaj, the great saint of Agra. This world is perishable, and so also is all that pertains to it. A wise man is he who, having closely examined the nature of existence here, has realized that it is all transitory and illusory and concentrated his human form by devoting himself to bhajan and simran that is to say the repetition of the holy name of the supreme being and listening to the inner sounds during meditation and who taking the fullest advantage of the various faculties which the supreme father has graciously endowed him with has translated the invaluable jewel within him, which is surat, or the spirit, or the essence of his being, to its original abode. That's a paragraph from the beginning of Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry, or prose rather, the beginning of uh, volume one of the prose, which really encapsulates the whole essence of the book the Gnostic call, the Gnostic message. This world is perishable. It's all illusion. It's all transitory. And blessed is that awakened soul who is sanctifying this human life, making it holy, making it sacred, by devoting himself or herself to spiritual practices such as the repetition of God's name and contemplating the inner sound and making use of this rare birth for the purpose of going back home again to the original abode finding that jewel within 
what some Gnostic Gospels call the pearl, the pearl of great price, here the invaluable jewel within, the jewel of our true self or higher self, the soul, the surat, the spirit entity, our reason for being. After the break, more teachings of Seth Shiv Dayal Singh, a.k.a. Swamiji Maharaj, the great saint of Agra, India. Stay tuned for more after these messages. Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry, Swamiji Maharaj, the great saint of Agra, once said, Radhaswami, the lord of the soul, elevates the surat, the spirit entity, the soul, to heavenly regions. Radhaswami, the lord of the soul, enables us to meet Kuda, or God, within us. Kuda is a name of God from the Urdu language a favorite name of God used by Muslim mystics known as Sufis. And during the 19th century in Agra, Seth Shiv Dayal Singh indeed had many Sufi disciples. Radhaswami enables us to meet Kuda, or God, within us. The following is from the book Prem Updesh Radhaswami, or Love Discourses or Instruction by the Lord of the Soul authored by Hazur Maharaj Raisalagram disciple and a successor of Swamiji. The practices which have been taught for purifying the spirit and making it ascend upwards should be performed regularly with feelings of love intense love and yearning, love for and faith in the Supreme Being, the merciful Lord of the Soul, Radhaswami Dayal, and Sant Sat Guru, or Master, will gradually go on increasing in the company or satsang of sincere and devoted practitioners. Bliss and joy will also be experienced in the performance of meditation practices. If love and yearning are intense, the Sansat Guru will, by his will, grant his vision and grace. He will advance the practitioner in his meditation practices by helping him internally as well as externally. Huzur Maharaj Raisalagram Bahadur and one of the signs of successful concentration at the third eye center and going within in meditation is a spiritual high, an elevated state of consciousness, a certain amount of bliss and joy. The Hindi word is ananda. 
So it's not just a matter of doing one's duty, looking at one's watch, saying, hey, I've meditated for today, so therefore I don't feel guilty. Not at all. It's about much more than that. It's about a bit of bliss and joy, a little bit of ananda. The power of the sound is what makes it possible to gain mastery over the serpent mind. In the same way, the snake is enraptured by the snake charmer's playing of the recorder. The snake comes out of the basket and is absolutely focused, riveted, in rapt attention, listening to the sound of the recorder played by the snake charmer. So too, the serpent mind is only conquered by the inner sound, the Anhad Shabad. In the present time, says Swamiji, the jiva soul is unable to do anything else except the bhakti or devotion of the Satguru and the practice of Surachabd Yoga. And if anyone resorts to other methods or means, it's like beating about the serpent's hole, which will not kill the serpent. The only effective means of catching the serpent of the mind, controlling the mind, the thoughts of the mind, is worship of Satguru and the practice of Shabd. By no other means will it come round. By no other means will it be subjugated. A million other methods will fail to tame it. It will submit only by listening to that melody. The yogis practice their own methods while the learned are busy with knowledge and discussion. Ascetics wear themselves out with penances and celibates with their struggle against lust. Says Swamiji, Dhyan yogis only delude themselves in mental contemplation. Priests read and recite scriptures. They too waste their energies in learning and preaching. Intellect and cleverness are of no avail. Scholars have to repent in the end. No other practice will work for you. Only the practice of Shabd will unite you with the Supreme Being. When a disciple with longing in his heart meets a master who knows the secret of Shabd, the secret of the sound current, and the disciple devotes himself to the practice of Shabd, the meditation of the sound current, only then will his mind begin to be controlled. Indulgence in passions is futile, so sacrifice your body and mind at the altar of love, at the altar of bhakti. The passionate and the deceitful can never put their faith in the shabd melody, for this melody comes from the highest heaven, and rare is the soldier saint who catches it. He brings his mind into submission, gains command of it, gains mastery over his thought, and besieges the fortress of, of the sky of Trikuti, the causal plane of the three worlds. Beyond that is the trench of Sun, the void, and then the plateau, which marks the boundary of Mahasun, the great void. Then the soul breaks open the gate of Banwar Gufa, the swirling vortex, the revolving cave, through which the master shows it, the Lord's crystal palace. 
The spectacle there is utterly fascinating. Each ray glows with the light of a sun. Each sun glows with a novel light. Each moon projects a million images. The firmament of the heavens of the heart is illumined by the light of higher realms, reflecting through billions of inner skies. There is a mysterious twist to the whole play, only to be witnessed by a rare Gurmukh, faithful disciple who has reversed the downward flow of his attention, says Swamiji Maharaj in his Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry about the merits of meditating upon the inner sound to concentrate the serpent mind. By no other means will it come round. After these messages, more from the teachings of Swamiji Maharaj, the great saint of Agra. Swamiji Maharaj, the great saint of Agra, India, was initiated at a young age by his spiritual master, who was Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India. Hathras is not too far away from Agra. And Swamiji spent many years meditating in a small room, a room within a room, Swamiji's mystical meditation room within a room. From childhood, Swamiji Maharaj used to shut himself up in a small room, which is at the back of another room on the ground floor of his house. For light and air, there is a small aperture. Otherwise, no noise can reach within. This room still exists today in a renovated form and is considered as one of the most sacred and hallowed of places. That's a passage from the biography of Babuji Maharaj published in Agra, India. And you know, we too can follow Swamiji's example and also have a darkened meditation room to meditate in. A great idea. So, in other words, Swamiji spent much of his life meditating in that room. Earlier I shared a paragraph that mentioned that period of time between the death of his guru and his emergence as a guru that he spent that 15 or 17 year period meditating in that very special darkened room after the death of Tulsi Sahib in 1843 and just before he began his own uh, Ministry, his public ministry actually began in 1861. Between those two dates, 1843 and 1861, Swamiji devoted a lot of time to meditation in that room within a room. Swamiji, during that period after the death of Tulsi Sahib, also attended satsang in Lucknow 
and was very devoted to a spiritual successor guru of Tulsi Sahib by the name of Gudhari Sahib and supported Gudhari's mission. I've actually written a paper on that published in Sach Khand Journal. I can send you a link to it if you like, calling attention to this lesser-known guru called Gudhari Sahib, a successor of Tulsi Sahib and guru of Swamiji during that period of time between 1843 and 1861. Gudhari Sahib passed on during the month of August 1860. And then just a few short months later, early in 1861, Swamiji Maharaj began his own public mission. He actually had a few disciples prior to that date in the late 1850s, including Baba Jamal Singh and Huzur Maharaj Rai Seligram, and a few others, a small circle of disciples. But really in 1861 is when Swamiji went public and founded the Radhaswami Satsang. He proclaimed, Radhaswami is immensely pleased to bring these hidden secrets out into the open. That's from the Radhaswami poetry of Swamiji. Those hidden secrets are now disclosed freely to all those who happen to notice all those who can appreciate. The name Radhaswami was eventually adopted as the mantra, as the Maha Mantra, the great sacred name of the group. Radhaswami Nam, whosoever recites, gets across the ocean of life, troubles vanish, bliss abides, and gone, complete, all strife. Now I give out openly, that Radhaswami, the Lord of the Soul, is that Mool Nam, that root name, that great name, or Maha Mantra. You should grasp the significance of this revelation, says Swamiji Maharaj. The name Radhaswami became the mantra of the group. Devotional practices of the Radhaswami Satsang of Agra, India. 1. Simran, the repetition of the holy name. 2. Simran with Dhyan, the repetition of the holy name while simultaneously contemplating the form of the Master. 3. Bhajan, meditating upon the sound current, the inner sound. 4. Recitation of the books of the Masters, or listening to their recital in satsang. 5. Discussing the principles of the Radhaswami faith or listening to such discussion. 6. Thinking about and reflecting on matters pertaining to the Radhaswami faith and its practices, and pondering them. And 7. Self-introspection, examining the ways of one's mind and senses daily, keeping them under control as far as is possible. Those seven practices of the Radhaswami faith are found in the book Prem Patra Radhaswami, Volume 1, meaning the Love Discourses of the Lord of the Soul, Volume 1, by Huzur Maharaj, Rai Salagram. The four sats. The term sat in Hindi with Sanskrit roots means the eternal truth or reality of God. Here are the four sats. One. Sat Guru, the true master. 
or spiritual guide or mentor. Two, satsang, true meetup, true association or spiritual fellowship. Three, sat anurag, true love, true bhakti. And four, satnam, the true name. Also having the double entendre meaning of sat shab, the true sound. Mantras of language sooner or later give way to the inner eternal name of God, which is the sound current. You've been listening to Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. My website is spiritualawakeningradio.com. Visit my website. You'll find a donate button there, buttons that go to blogs and articles, podcasts, many different things can be found at the website spiritualawakeningradio.com to receive links to receive information about this week's program and what was covered send me an email at this address james at spiritualawakeningradio.com james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or send me a text message at this number 508-603-9381 here in the USA, 508-603-9381. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Jai Guru, Jai Satnam, Radha Swami. Mm-hmm.